are Locked On Blackhawks, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. Welcome into the Locked On Blackhawks podcast, your daily podcast on the Chicago Blackhawks. Today is Wednesday, October 13th. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can find me out on Twitter at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account at Talkin' Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. If you like what you're hearing today, then please be sure to go and follow the podcast. You can also go and leave me a review if you want to as well. It's all for free wherever you may listen to your podcast, whether that be through Apple Podcasts, Odyssey, Spotify, Google Podcasts, etc. If you go and follow right now, then you'll be able to get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. All right, good morning, everyone. As always, thanks for making the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast your first listen here this morning. And today, ladies and gentlemen, is the day us Blackhawks fans have been waiting a long time. Time for the 2021-2022 regular season is officially here. The Blackhawks kick things off tonight at 9 p.m. Central Time against the Colorado Avalanche. I'll have a preview on everything to know ahead of that contest coming up here shortly on the show. Then later on, I'll talk about all the latest rumors surrounding forward Dylan Strome and his future in Chicago possibly coming to an end. I also want to talk about the gambling lines for tonight against the Avs as well as some season-long props for the Blackhawks courtesy of our partner at BetOnlineAG. And then to wrap things up, I'll be revealing the number three prospect on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. So another jam-packed episode here of Lockdown Blackhawks, and folks, I couldn't be more ready to to get things going here later tonight, some real regular season action, starting off with the Colorado Avalanche, and speaking of the season opener, let's start with that, let's get into a little bit of a preview of tonight's matchup with Colorado. First, the Avs are going to be without superstar Nathan McKinnon tonight, as McKinnon tested positive for COVID-19 yesterday and will be forced to miss at least the Avs' first two games of the year. Fortunately for McKinnon, he's feeling all right. He's been deemed asymptomatic, so doesn't sound like he's dealing with any of the serious issues or or side effects of COVID-19, which is good to hear. But no McKinnon for the Avs tonight. Um, That's, you know, a huge difference, but also... Not going to make the task at hand all that much easier for the Hawks defense with the boatload of talent that Colorado has up and up and down their lineup, even without McKinnon. The Blackhawks are still going to need to be on their A game in order to come out with a victory here tonight on the road. But getting into the Blackhawks projected lineup for the contest during practice yesterday at Fifth Third Arena, which was the final practice session of training camp, we saw the Hawks once again, roll with the same forward lines and defensive combinations that they've gone with for the last two or three days here now, leading up to the beginning of the regular season. Starting with the forward group up top, as expected, Alex DeBrinkett, Tyler Johnson, and Patrick Kane, no surprises there. Neither with the, neither is the second line of Dominic Kubalik, Jonathan Taze, 
and Philip Kurashev, who, by the way, was recalled along with Mackenzie Entwistle as expected after being sent down to Rockford on Monday just as part of a paper transaction in order for the Hawks to become cap compliant. The third line is shaping up to be Brandon Hagel, Kirby Doc, and Henrik Borgstrom. And for Doc, you know, um, I've seen uh, just now, I just uh, uh, read an article that was put out by Scott Powers of The Athletic talking about what scouts around the rest of the league had to say about the Blackhawks players and everything. And for Kirby, they said, you know, it's just kind of now that that a matter of time for him to put it all together. Like, it, it's this is a big year for him now, Getting a, finally getting a training camp. He's finally come over, coming, uh, gotten back to being 100% healthy after breaking his wrist at the World Juniors before last season. So now, you know, it's that time for Kirby to kind of become what we want him to be. And I think for him getting to start in that third-line center role rather than immediately um, playing on the second line with, uh, or, or even, I guess, the top line now with Alex Dabrinkin and Patrick Kane, you know, I think that's a really good spot for Kirby. There's no pressure right off the bat. Uh, and he he can kind of ease into that role rather than, as I said, just kind of being forced right into the middle of things right off the bat. So I, I think that third line of Hagel, Doc, and Borgstrom is really talented and uh, is super interesting here to start the year. And then that fourth line looks like it will be Jujar Kara, who had an excellent training camp, by the way, and I think is someone kind of flying under the radar right now that might play a bigger impact than people expect this year. Uh, but he's he's going to be a lock on the fourth line, I think, for th- as long as he stays healthy. Uh, Ryan Carpenter then looks to be in that fourth line center role. And then Mackenzie Entwistle appears right now to have the upper hand on Adam Gaudet for that fourth line right wing spot. And once again, Gaudet and Dylan Strom served as the two extra forwards on Tuesday. And, and with that now being the case for at least the second and I think the third consecutive day, you know, you got to believe at this point, that's a direct indication that they're going to be the healthy scratches here tonight against the Avalanche. But speaking of Dylan Strom, ladies and gentlemen, rumors have began to surface and they've picked up in quite a hurry over the last 24 hours. Um, When I was on my way to to Blackhawks practice yesterday, I saw uh, something on Twitter come out saying that the Blackhawks are now beginning to listen to offers on Stroman and he could actually be on the move here in the next couple of weeks, according to TSN's Pierre Lebrun. And and to me, I found this just funny that it's happening all right now. Like, oh, there's no room for Dylan Strom this year? (laughs) Like, yo, who could have saw that coming? It's not like I've been talking about that all summer long. Uh, I talked about it with Ben Pope. I talked about it with Charlie Romeliotis. Both of them said that the Hawks weren't actively pursuing a trade for Strom, although, you know, if they got a deal that was too good to pass up, they certainly would have pulled the trigger. Um, But because he's, you know, a a well-liked locker room guy and and they, you know, traded him for Nick Schmaltz, I I think there was a little bit longer. uh, I think they believe there was a little bit longer of a leash, but now, you know, (laughs) here we are, uh, the final days of the preseason. And now the Blackhawks decide is the time they want to try and move Dylan Strom, as if the rest of the NHL general managers aren't aware of the logjam that we're dealing with right now. Uh, if we know about it, certainly you got to believe 
the rest of the NHL does. So I'm just worried that at this point, the Blackhawks aren't going to have any leverage in a deal for Dylan Strome, aside for his contract really being cheap and that he'll also still be a restricted free agent at the end of the season. Um, But, man, it just feels like, you know, the Blackhawks should have been going about this months ago. And now I'm just really concerned about the potential return for a guy like Strom because of everything I just talked about. Um, it, I don't know. We'll, we'll have to see. But things have definitely started to develop rather quickly here with this situation in the last 24 hours. As I said, um, well, actually, on Tuesday morning, the first news that came out was from Elliot Friedman reporting that he had heard stuff about Strom possibly being moved, which was, you know, a not uh, very indicative of anything. But then, a few hours later, Frank Saravalli of TSN said that the Hawks are actively listening to interest from other teams. And that, and then following that up later on in the night, as I just mentioned, Pierre Lebrun from TSN said on Insider Trading that teams are kicking the tires on Strom and that there's a real chance he's moved here in the next week or two. So, some quick developments on Dylan Strom's future coming out on Tuesday, and that's a situation I'm positive we'll be hearing more and more about as the week goes on. But back to the Blackhawks lineup, though, against Colorado tonight. Um, finish it up with the forward groups on defense now. Don't think we're going to see any surprises here. I expect Jake McCabe and Connor Murphy to serve as the top defensive pairing with Calvin DeHaan and Seth Jones manning the second. And then Riley Stillman and Ian Mitchell are slated to skate together on the third defensive pairing with the newly acquired Eric frickin' Gustafson <laughs> serving as the extra defenseman for the Blackhawks. In goal, making his official Blackhawks debut tonight is 36-year-old netminder Mark andre Fleury, who, in my opinion, folks, I really think is going to be the X-factor for the club this season. If Fleury can pick up right where he left off last year, and if he continues to play at an elite level, then the Blackhawks are going to have a chance night in and night out, even against a stacked central division. However, though, if Fleury struggles, that's going to make everyone else's job a little bit harder, especially on defense. And I could see that being a potential problem with um, both Seth Jones and Jake McKay being first-year guys and probably are going to have to account for some time for them to get acclimated to the system and if they ever get paired together um, so far in the preseason, uh, it didn't look very good. So uh, we'll see what happens, but I really do think Flower is the X factor for the Blackhawks, and I'm definitely excited to see him get some regular season action here finally tonight. It's been a long and exciting offseason, folks, but now... It's time to put it all together on the ice and rack up some victories. Blackhawks hockey, ladies and gentlemen, is back tonight at 9 p.m. Central against the division rival Colorado Avalanche. All right, that finishes up my preview of tonight's contest in Denver. Coming up in just a moment, I'm going to talk about all the gambling lines and odds for the game as well as some Blackhawks prop bets for the season, courtesy of our partners at betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. And when you go and bet tonight, be sure to use our promo code LOCKDOWN, one word in all caps, and you'll receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. BetOnline is the fastest and easiest way to bet on all your sports action. Major League Baseball has reached October. Playoff baseball is the best type of baseball, in my opinion. 
NFL and college football are also now in the midst of their seasons. Also, the UFC has some incredible fights coming up in the next month, and hockey season is back. So for any sport you want to gamble on, you can get all the latest news, odds, and info with Bet Online. They have real-time updated odds and props on almost anything you can imagine. It's the best way to place your bets, and it's also free to sign up. So don't sit on the sidelines anymore. Head on over to the website, or you can also use your mobile device to sign up today. And be sure to use our exclusive promo code, LOCKEDON, that's one word in all caps, to receive a 50% welcome bonus on your first deposit. Bet online, your online sportsbook experts. Welcome back to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. Getting into segment two now on the show here today. With the NHL back in action, folks, I wanted to be sure to talk about all the gambling lines and odds for the Blackhawks matchup tonight with the Colorado Avalanche, courtesy, of course, of our good friends over at Bet Online at the moment. Now, don't forget that these lines and odds are constantly changing, and they also vary from sportsbook to sportsbook, but if you're using Bet Online, they'll probably be pretty similar to what I'm talking about right now. But just an FYI, I want to be sure to put that out there for anyone who doesn't know. Uh, but at the moment, according to Bet Online, the Blackhawks are pretty severe underdogs at plus 170 money line. And listen, it's the season opener. You know, I know it's Colorado, but plus 170 for the season opener, uh, that's a number I feel like you probably got to hammer here if you're a Blackhawks fan, right? $10 to win 17 If you're a real baller, though, that's 100 down to win 170 for all my high rollers out there, uh, especially without Nathan McKinnon in there for the Avs. You know, I know they still have a lot of firepower, but those are some pretty solid, odd, pretty solid odds for the Blackhawks. I mean, first game of the season, everyone's got a little bit of rust on them. You know, I think plus 170 is more than fair for the Blackhawks. On the flip side, if you want to fade the Hawks, if you're not a real Hawks fan... Uh, Colorado currently is sitting at minus 210, which is a pretty tough bet, you know, unless you're either throwing big money down or using that as part of a parlay. Um, but 210 for the abs, you know, that's, that's pretty tough to touch otherwise, uh, from those two, uh, two things aside. As for the puck lines though, which <clears throat> I got to say, I personally stay away from because empty netters, I swear, always, always come back and wind up biting me in the butt. For those interested, though, the Blackhawks, they're only minus 130 at plus one and a half, which honestly, that might be, I mean, $20 down, that's fifteen thirty-eight for the Blackhawks, not even a win, just to lose by only a goal or win. Um, and on the other side, Colorado minus one and a half is only plus 110, like, Listen, again, I know the Avs are incredible, and they're one of the favorites to take home the Stanley Cup this year for good reason. But in the first game of the year, I mean, literally anything can happen here. <laughs> uh, as I said, everyone on both sides is, is going to be a little bit rusty. No one's really clicking together at this point because they've been in and out of the lineup throughout the preseason. So for Colorado to only be plus 110 to win by two or more goals, you know, that just seems like a lot of work for not enough of a payout. I honestly think the Blackhawks are the the best bets here tonight, and I'm not just saying that because I'm a fan of the team and am the host of this podcast. I think both numbers are more than fair for the Hawks. 
And then looking at the over-under real quick, at the moment, that rides at a flat 6, with the over being minus 125, and the under being plus 105. My opinion, first game of the year, not sure if either of the goaltenders are going to be ready for what these offenses are about to throw at them, so my gut tells me to go with the over here, and also... Life's too short to be betting the under, folks, especially when it's the first game of the regular season. We've been waiting for Blackhawks hockey for so long. We're hoping they score six goals themselves tonight, so let's go out and let's go and hammer that over. I'm probably going to get some some chunk of down on that one. Uh, but one thing I also wanted to get into from Bet Online here on the show today is some season-long props that the West website has to offer on the Chicago Blackhawks. First, as a team... The Blackhawks are currently 45 to 1 to take home the Stanley Cup. $45 payout for every $1 you would be betting on them. Pretty solid, although very risky bet. Uh 22 to 1 are the Hawks to win the Western Conference and then they're 25 to 1 to take home the Central Division. Again, I, I can't say either of those three are all that likely, in my opinion, with the Central Division being very, uh, very deep. Um, but, you know, if you're more confident than I am, those are some fantastic numbers that would lead to a tremendous payout if you turn out to be right. So uh, betonline.ag offering some very good numbers right now on all Blackhawks futures. And looking at some of the player props that BetOnline has to offer this year, um, the first one I wanted to mention is... A couple of the Blackhawks' heart trophy odds. Patrick Kane, obviously, is the Blackhawks' favorite at 20 to 1, which honestly, that's not a bad number at bad number for Kaner at all because, like a fine wine, this guy's just continued to get better. And now that he's got some real pieces around him, I mean, what reasons are there to believe he's not going to absolutely go bananas this year, especially if the Blackhawks can finally get things done on their power play? And then also, Marc-Andre Fleury is 40-1, to which it's always hard to bet a goaltender for the Hart Trophy these days. Uh, and then Alex Dabrinkit is 50-1, to which, you know, for Dabrinkit to win the Hart, it's a, I feel like he's going to have to do a lot. He might have to score 60 goals um, because that's how good guys like Connor McDavid are. Uh, but 50-1 to for Alex Dabrinkit. Throw 10 bucks on that, $500 payout. I mean, why not? That Alex Dabrinkit is... Primed to have a really big year here once again, kind of like Patrick Kane, now also having a, a real center in between him and Tyler Johnson. He's going to be, of course, a real weapon on the power play once again. So Alex Brinkett at 50-1 to 1 is um, pretty sweet, even though it's going to be tough climbing for him to get that done. And Fleury, by the way, also is 12-1 to 1 to win the Vesna Trophy, which is third for all NHL netminders behind only Andre Vasilevsky and Connor Hellebuck, interestingly enough. So, um, bet online at least thinking Flurry's going to have a big year once again. And obviously, with him winning the Vesna last year, his numbers or his odds weren't going to be very, very generous in any aspect. Um, also, Seth Jones has 40 to 1 odds to take home the Norris Trophy this year. Uh, I'm not quite sure, you know, he'll be able to get back to that level, but at the same time, I think it's more likely that he goes back to being that type of defenseman than being as bad as some people have kind of randomly made him out to be on Twitter uh, this offseason, looking at his analytics and everything, being on a really bad Columbus team. I don't think that did him any favors. So 40-1 to for Seth Jones. You know, I don't know if he's going to get back there, but we've seen it from him in the past, and 
not all that long ago. So if you feel like Jones can get back to being that type of defenseman, 40 to 1 odds are pretty generous to say the least, as are a majority of the odds that we've seen here from our good friends over at Bet Online. All right, there are some of the gambling lines and odds for the Blackhawks that I want to discuss for, uh, here today on the show. For any other props that you could be interested in, over-under on points for the Blackhawks, be sure to go check out betonline.ag. Coming up in just a minute, I'll be revealing number three on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. But first, I need to talk to you all about Built Bar, which is the protein bar that tastes just like a candy bar. Built Bar has a ton of awesome classic flavors like double chocolate, coconut, salted caramel, and they now have a bunch of new flavors as well like strawberry and grasshopper cookie, which is really good if you're a fan of mint. They just sent me a pack of cookie dough chunk, which is, I actually can't believe it's a protein bar. And they also have cookies and cream, cherry barcia, and many more tremendous flavors, all of which are covered in 100% real chocolate and are soft, easy to chew, and great for the keto diet. Not only are all the bars low calorie and low sugar, but they're also a great source for protein and fiber. So make sure to go to BuiltBar.com today and use the promo code LOCKED15, capital L in LOCKED, then the number 15, to get 15% off your next order. One more time, be sure to check out BuiltBar.com for a delicious and healthy snack option, and be sure to use our exclusive promo code LOCKED15 to get 15% off your next Built Bar order. Welcome back to the Locked On Blackhawks podcast. For segment three today, before I finish up the show, I still have to reveal number three on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. Per usual, just as a quick recap, I had forward Landon Slegert come in at number 10, then defenseman Wyatt Kaiser and Alex Vlasic came in at numbers 9 and 8 respectively. Number 7 was forward Evan Barrett. Number 6 was a two-way tie between forwards Mackenzie Entwistle and Mike Hardman. Number 5 was goaltender Drew Comesso at Boston University. Yesterday, Coming in at number four, I had defenseman Alec Regula. And now, ladies and gentlemen, today, coming in at number three on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list, I have 2018 first round pick, one of two first round picks for the Blackhawks that year, actually, but the only one that's still around with the team, and that is 22 year old defenseman Nicholas Bodan. And since jumping to the professional level in 2019, following some really impressive seasons with the Drummondville Voltigers of the Quebec Major Junior Hockey League, Bodan's mostly spent his time down at the AHL level with the Rockford IceHogs, where he's now racked up 25 points total in his 68 games played, with 59 of those, though, coming prior to the COVID-19 season. So... Bodan actually only played in nine AHL games last year, but he finished with two goals and eight assists for 10 points in those nine contests. And because of those strong performances down in Rockford, Bodan, you know, they didn't think he had all that much more to prove there at the time and uh, wanted to give some opportunities to some other people. So he spent most of the year bouncing back and forth on the Blackhawks taxi squad. And in total, Wound up playing, uh, <clears throat> wound up getting 19 games of NHL action with the Hawks, recording his first two NHL goals and also adding 
four assists as well for six points. Uh, so the problem, I mean, the offensive side of things looks really good for Bodan. The problems really stem defensively because being just five foot eleven and only roughly a hundred and seventy pounds, it's obvious, you know, Bodan doesn't exactly have the premier size for a defenseman nowadays, certainly a, a top pairing defenseman. And he's had some issues of his own with his play in the defensive zone too. So um, in his first year as a rookie, you know, 21 years old, just barely being 21, um, that kind of was to be expected with his frame. But now it's kind of about how he figures, he's got to figure out how to hang around despite not having the best size. And that's kind of what we saw Adam Boquist do last year. We knew Boquist with his size wasn't going to be a specimen in his own zone, but he figured out what he had to do to get the job done defensively, and that's kind of where Bodan stands heading into this year. And, you know, looking at his game, aside from the defensive aspect, you know, in transition, he's kind of the ideal defenseman for today's NHL. He's a smooth skater. He has good instincts with his first pass. Uh, He knows when to pass it, when to carry the puck up ice himself. And the offense, as we know, is his bread and butter. Um, But really, again, what he needs to to work upon the most is is in order to become a solid second or even third-pairing defenseman, he has to work on his ability to not get caught in harm's way on defense. You know, analytically and statistically, when he was on the ice for the Blackhawks, they were a complete liability. He doesn't have to be, he doesn't have to have the defensive side of things perfected, but he has to at least be able to be trusted by the Blackhawks coaching staff. That's kind of the problems we saw with the newly acquired Eric Gustafson in his first in here with the Hawks. We knew what he could do in transition and certainly on the power play and in the offensive zone, but we ultimately couldn't trust him enough to give him a bigger role. So that's kind of the issues that Bodan's dealing with at this point. But certainly the offensive side of things in transition is what makes him a perfect fit for today's NHL. And let's not forget, you know, I'm kind of harping on the bad side of his game, but this kid's still just 22 years old and he turned 22 less than a week ago. It was on the 7th. So still very young uh, and I know that the Blackhawks probably envisioned him being at the NHL level already at this point, but now all of a sudden with this sort of young depth that we have on defense, it kind of helps in that department. There's absolutely no need to rush Nicholas Bodan through the process. We kind of did that with Adam Boquist, and I think it was a due, due diligence. And now, you know, look where he is. He's not even a part of this team anymore. So, And that's because we had question marks about him. So. Even though Bodan is going to be starting out in Rockford once again for the third consecutive season, do not let that discourage you from this kid's future because I didn't. I haven't even talked about the offensive upside that he has in his bag. He was a point per game player twice uh, in his time with uh, Drummondville in the QMJHL. He was like a plus. I think he was a plus sixty-two. I don't have it up in front of me. I'll pull it up real quick because I'm actually curious. Um, but Nicholas Bodan was incredible with Drummondville and despite his his size he did a lot of things well throughout his junior career to get recognized let me see I, I gotta find this number because it was absolutely absurd but you know the skating the vision the ability to jump into the play and make things happen we saw that 
in his first mini stint at the NHL, uh, at the NHL level. You know, those are tools that we know Bodan already has. He just needs to work on kind of putting it all together now and becoming an, uh, a pro, at, at an everyday pro in the NHL. All right, here we go. What did it, what was he? Nicholas Bodan was a plus 60 in 53 games during his final year in the QMJHL. 53 games, 56 points, plus 60. Incredible. Um, he spent a lot of time with Rockford, and he'll probably do so again, just looking how the Blackhawks' defense is shaping up. And it's going to be even more crowded once uh, Wyatt Jones and uh, Wyatt Kalanuck and Caleb Jones get back to being healthy. But Nicholas Bodan is someone I'm still not, I still don't want people to forget about, despite not the most encouraging start to his professional career. Still very young, a ton of upside in his game, a lot of offense, good stuff in transition, only 22 years old, and that's why I have the former 2018 first round pick at number three on my Blackhawks top 10 prospects list. All right, ladies and gentlemen, I think that will wrap up Wednesday, October 13th episode of Locked On Blackhawks. Thank you again for tuning into the show, and be sure to go and follow the Locked On Blackhawks podcast for free right now on your favorite podcast app, and you can get the latest episode as soon as it comes out each day. And after the show, be sure to go and check out the Locked On Fantasy Hockey podcast. His host, Scott Cullen, excuse me, Scott Cullen, the host of the Lockdown Fantasy Hockey Podcast, leans on his decades of fantasy hockey insight and experience every day to help you be the expert of your fantasy league. It's free and available on all platforms, so be sure to check out Lockdown Fantasy Hockey right now, wherever you get your podcasts. Once again, thank you for tuning into today's episode. I'm your host, Jack Bushman. You can catch me on Twitter at my personal account, at JackBushman2, or you could also check out my Strictly Blackhawks account, at Talk and Hockey for all the latest Blackhawks news and updates. For any questions at all regarding anything related to the show, feel free to email lockdownblackhawks at gmail.com. You can also hit me on one of my Twitter accounts, or you can call 708-653-0572 to leave a voicemail. So until tomorrow's episode, go Blackhawks! Let's start the season out on the right foot and pick up a victory. And thanks again for listening to the Lockdown Blackhawks podcast, part of the Lockdown Podcast Network, your team every day.